0: I will say, Marty, for the first time in existence, my, he is Schrodinger's uh, person this week because he occupies both the heel and babyface spot in my mind because I'm like, D- damn it! You need to be with your friends! How could you betray your friends? But the other part of me is like, but he's gonna make Ring of Honor better, so... It's it's that,
1: and like he can work with AEW. AEW just has no reason to work with Ring of Honor because they don't get anything out of it.
0: Yeah, until Marty puts the boots to it, puts his... Pulls up his bootstraps and really kicks ass. Although, apparently he is not Head Booker. That is still delirious. So, uh-oh. Never mind. Never mind, then. <laughs> Never mind, we're not going to supercard Fuck it. Don't no kill
1: be killed. Messing
0: Welcome to Fight Boys, the show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I'm your host, the Bad Boy of Podcast, and they call me One Take Scotty Moore.
1: I am the uh, ROH sympathizer, the Dylan.
0: But, yeah, also Blake's not here, but should we just get into that right now? Because that's been a fucking week of random shit happening there. Because apparently... The show in Atlanta that I was like, I'm not going to that. I know Danhausen's on it, but it's still Ring of Honor. That was when Marty finally decided to start like booking things, and fucking Nick Aldis showed up of all people. You need to understand that that
1: that partnership probably will happen. Like Marty has ex- apparently expressed desire to mend all the fences. Like, mend all the bridges, like, NWA to uh, Ring of Honor. Because uh, Ring of Honor, before before this announcement, had burned every bridge. Nobody wanted shit to do with them.
0: Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, but, like, then Ring of
1: Honor decided to pay Marty Skrull more than they had paid the young bucks. More than they have paid anybody. Anyone, ever. I need you to understand how much money that is. Because I need you to remember how many people they were able... To buy when they got rid of the Young Bucks and Cody. You remember how they like traded in three and got nine? Yeah, exactly. They then traded in that nine for just Marty. And it automatically had an effect. That happened and all of a sudden NWA is involved. Now now New Japan is like back in the fold. They're sending people to Supercard. Like that's whatever. Marty's oh, making... The minute-
0: Like, the day he took over, I got a message saying, Marty's not fucking around, and then it was just Jay White announced for Supercard of Honor, and I was like, oh, okay, damn. Yeah.
1: Like, like that's going down, I can't wait to see him live. Um, yeah. I'm still on the fence about going to that show next Friday, like, what do you think?
0: Oh, is there one down there next Friday? Yeah, it's in Tampa, oddly enough. Um... I mean, I would. Apparently, it's good shit nowadays. Apparently, they've got good things going on now. No, no,
1: the New Japan in America one.
0: Oh, no, fuck. Hold on. Who the fuck do you think you are? You are the Dylan. You are the lord of the smart side. You must attend New Japan. That's
1: true. I'll buy that ticket in the morning. Uh, Just remind me. I gotta put in a time off. I gotta take, like, a half day. Like, who gives a shit? Because the show's at five, so if I take off work at, like, eleven.
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, and that that's probably going to be very good. Yeah, and I got good hopes. I know Delirious is still running the thing and Bully Ray is still there, but I feel like Marty's going to do his best to turn things around. It's just a matter of seeing if it happens or not. But honestly, I don't blame him for giving Marty this much money because at the end of the day, this, Marty leaving would have probably been the death knell for Ring of Honor. If they had lost Marty, it would have been all over, in my opinion.
1: I was, I was so for it <laughs> i haven't watched a wrestling company die during my lifetime yeah so i need like, like to. wcw needed died when i was 11 no when i was 10 i wasn't like cognitive of what was happening
0: yeah you weren't paying attention
1: yeah um which sounds terrible but still and like he gets paid seven figures to work 40 dates
0: Oh yeah, that's because he's decided to do what limited dates as well. Like I, I, yeah, he can work anywhere else he wants. He could show up in AEW, which is like
1: potentially probably a thing. They're like, we're not going to mention Ring of Honor at all. It'll be like, okay, yeah, exactly. It'll be like how people could show up on WCW and
0: ECW at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind if the Dark Order was finally like, here's who our leader's been the whole time. Oh, you mean Matt Hardy? Yeah, it's gonna be Matt. It, it is, and I'm actually very excited for that, because, I mean, you're gonna have to turn them all babyface. Unless Matt finds some way to make Broken Hardy a serious heel, Dark Order would have to immediately turn babyface to be led by Matt Hardy. Otherwise, I don't know a way you could make it work, at least at this point. Cause have you been watching the fucking free the delete series he's doing on YouTube? Uh, I have not oh my it is back to the good old days of matt just doing crazy weird shit and wrestling around his house because that that's all it was is just him like trying his best to free himself from the woken warrior and then to become the broken warrior once again and uh, it's just all chaos all ridiculousness and nothing that makes any fucking sense whatsoever i know it's great uh, no, there was there was something else.
1: No, that's gonna happen. I look forward to Brandon Cutler being the next, like that. We'll get an AEW next. So basically, I gotta go to that New Japan show. I've just been waiting because I was like, I didn't really care where my seat was. It was this really weird thing of like, can I see the ring? I just want to see them because like we experienced floor seats for that CEO show, and like it didn't really do anything.
0: Yeah, uh, floor seats unless you are right by the guardrail garbage garbage just sit up top it's so much better yeah i mean like if you can get
1: a little like more center that's probably about it but like i need one ticket that makes it so much easier at this point yeah exactly uh but yeah no uh the ring of honor thing yeah he's getting that he's getting the money he's mending the fences cuz apparently um like new japan wanted marty for best of the super juniors this year and like ring of honor didn't let him that was part of like the the tension between them yeah that's why Marty, Marty hasn't been in New Japan, like, almost at all this whole year since, uh, since uh, Rising Honor, which they didn't have this year, which I thought was going to be—I thought we were finally rid of—I consider Ring of Honor at this point more cancerous than Impact.
0: Oh, yeah, no, no, 100%, other than a certain decision they've made that we'll talk about when we get into Heels and Faces of the week. It, no, Impact has been a lot better and a lot more willing to work with people than Ring of Honor has been. Yeah,
1: and they've been like trying to med- They've been apologetic, they've been trying to do things. Um, we have to like get into something later about that. Yeah, a certain thing. Yeah, that's been that's been really good. Okay, and going back to uh AEW, super like yeah, super looking forward to these storylines with the exception of one, which we'll also get into later. Yeah. Uh I hear WWE happened. Do you know anything about that? But
0: but <laughs> I will say I'm proud of them, because this is something, uh, this is nothing but teasing what happens later, but they did take one of the dumbest ideas for a segment and actually make something pretty cool with it. Oh yeah, I remember that one. But also, don't come in Rusev's face. Don't come in Rusev's face or he'll come after you. Because, holy shit, how do you not have him get a win at all yet? Because once again, Lana and, Lana and fucking Lashley pulled bullshit, and Rusev lost the second match in the storyline. And now you've got the Liv Morgan thing, but, like, you could have easily had Liv come out, interfere, stop Lana, Rusev You know, that's wins. how this goes.
1: You lose twice, you win the last one, and then you win the feud despite the fact that you've lost twice. It's John Cena booking.
0: Yes! I just, I don't- Except in I, reverse. I, yeah, I I don't get it, man. I just don't understand- how well, on the bright could-
1: side, Liv's really pulling off that new look. Good for her.
0: D- right? Damn, Liv!
1: I really, I do miss, like, manic Harley Quinn Liv Morgan. Uh, but that's just a personal preference.
0: But well, you have to think, at some point, they had to be like, Hey, look, we've already got Alexa Bliss. We can't do this. Y'all are too close. How about you wear a pantsuit, but half of it's cut off? And she's like, I can fuck with that. Okay.
1: And then, uh, and then Sarah Logan's got a new look. Yeah. Uh, where she, like, where she looks like one of the bad guys out of The Witcher.
0: (laughs) You know that's what inspired it, too, because her and fucking Ivar, Raymond Rowe, they love some Viking bullshit. They
1: do. Bless their hearts. I was really hoping they would just let her be their manager.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, because, like...
1: They were all dressed the same, I was waiting for it I guess they were like, they don't need a manager I was like, they could get a female member? They're the Viking Raiders There were female Viking
0: Raiders? Yeah, see, I love And I love Sarah Logan, I loved her when she was on the fucking Indies, before she even got to WWE, but now I'm like, hey Can I see her at all? And have her not just get her ass Handed to her by Charlotte? Because that's a thing that's now happening At
1: least there was a brawl, it was a bit of a Back and forth Yeah.
0: You know that's not over. It could be worse. You could be a Dana Brooke fan. Oh, no, I, could, I couldn't do that to myself. I couldn't do that to myself emotionally. Um, also, Seth Rollins has pissed off more Christians, and it makes me... It's reminding me of, um, of uh, straight-edge society. When punk came out and the woman was screaming, I'm like, you are not God! You are not God! Fucking like You are the woman. devil!
1: And, and then I looked over Gall- Gallows, and I was like, we made it! <laughs>
0: <laughs> because Rollins is now the Monday Night Messiah... And I didn't hear any backlash from that. But he did get a piece of merch made that's his face in a stained glass window and it says Monday Night Messiah. And that's where everybody's freaking out at once, bud. That's where they are all at once being like, no, you are blasphemous. How dare you do something like this? And everyone in the comments is going, you remember that time Vince fought God? Because this is nothing compared to that. You remember when Vince beat God? Yeah, yeah.
1: Because that was a thing. You remember when Vince went to a place and drank holy water because he thought that's what it was there for? You yeah. Remember him desecrating a church?
0: Remember that? Yeah, remember. But, but Seth's weird Messiah shirt is too much. People are like, Stained glass windows are not exclusively for churches. Like you could use them anywhere. I mean, I understand. Look the at the that. Look at that
1: sweet. Uh, that sweet arena in uh, in Japan that has it like for one wall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That place is that place is fucking bitching. Uh, I mean, he did. He did. Listen, he did recruit like like some people like that storyline is developing but yeah no i i'm waiting i'm waiting it's going to be great
0: yeah i've yet to watch any seth promos because i still have the taint of bad seth baby face seth in my mouth so i'm like i don't i don't want to deal with this but i feel like it, once he it is it is
1: really weird that everybody in wwe is better as a heel
0: oh yeah i don't is there any i maybe john cena like no, you never saw him as a heel. I mean other than like rapper Cena, which is not real heel. I don't know Is there someone who's better as a babyface? I don't I can literally not think of Kofi, I guess. The New Day? Yeah, New Day. That's what I was about to say. New Day probably. Although But they like
1: being heels more because they loved yelling at children. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. They talked about that on this week's uh New Day pod.
1: Which I can which I can back. Uh but no, there's like until you go back to like freaking Ricky Steamboat, there ain't a goddamn soul in the WWE that's that's better babyface than heel. Like, think of how poorly you have to be booking for that. Yeah,
0: exactly. Or
1: or recruiting at some point. Like, it's a matter. of... No, no, no. It's the writing. Like, you don't the the the, the baby faces aren't interesting. They're all bland. as soon as somebody becomes a babyface, they lose all of their like everything
0: i mean other than i guess ko and joe but that's that's still in its infancy stages but i don't think i've ever seen they're
1: still but they're not like smiling like we're glad to be in this town they're just like listen um we're not happy to be here but we're gonna fight and then they like i
0: think i've got it i think i've got the one person who's better as a baby face than a heel our fucking truth our truth is so much better as a baby face than a heel
1: come on dude no conspiracy theory our truth like like thugging out to the ring was amazing yeah.
0: but that inspired this which is so much better I, I like i like crazy truth better than crazy bad truth also the chat says Kyrie sane is a bad heel i'm like have you paid attention you can
1: you can fuck <laughs> off get out of the chat right now Get out of the- I don't even want you listening to this. Oh, fuck. I need you to shut down your laptop, go into your bathroom, take a step back, and fuck your own face.
0: <laughs> I knew that was gonna get her eyes out of the boy. I knew that was gonna happen. Just fucking have you heard her laugh? How dare you insinuate this, you piece of garbage?
1: Actually, the whole bullshit she pulled this week during that segment. Yeah. Oh That was so great. Where she just showed up <laughs> poked at her with an umbrella, yeah. she threw it. And then she was just like, okay, and she just walked out of the
0: ring. Also, Becky Lynch did sell the green mist like it was fucking poison, and I appreciate her for that. It's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Then she cut that promo where she
1: put Asuka over again as being the most dangerous woman. Like, Asuka feels dangerous again, and I love it. Oh, yeah,
0: like, I think Becky straight up was like, I'm not accepting any more awards or anything until I can beat the best. And I'm like, holy shit, okay, Becky, double down on it then.
1: I was like, I was like we're, really, we're really finding a way to reverse the six months where, where Asuka wasn't on TV. Yeah.
0: Also, should we talk about the fact that WWE did the dumbest fucking thing on the planet and rename a city in Kentucky after fucking Baron Corbin of all people? It was only for a day, but apparently there's a city called Corbin, Kentucky that WWE was performing in, and they were like, But what if it was King Corbin, Kentucky, and they were like, fuck, I guess we don't have anything else going on right now. We might as well rename our entire city after a WWE boy. Like, who does that benefit? Because it doesn't, it's it's not going to make him a better heel to come out and be like, hey, your city is named. Actually, no, that might actually be a pretty dope heel move is to say I have a city in Kentucky now. But. I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't work. I don't, I don't know, man. (laughs) I was like, I don't know, and I don't care. I don't care about King Corbin, Kentucky. (laughs) So last WWE thing before we move on. Triple H made a joke, and all of Twitter got mad at him. And I was really sad for Triple H for the first time in existence, because I am very much a person. What was the tweet again? I don't even. What had happened was Triple H was basically like doing a promo call, like talking to different people, like and so he decides. I think someone was asking him about Page and Edge returning, and he was like. Look, if they go through the proper means, if they get everything done, I mean, you saw with Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan had people directly telling him no. And when those people told him yes, we brought him back. The same thing, same invitation goes to Paige and Edge, but their health comes first. I want them to have good entering careers, but I'd much rather them have happy lives uh, and go spend time with their uh, children. Or in Paige's case, uh, I, I don't know. She probably has children she doesn't know about. And at that point, the gallery laughed and it was literally Triple H being like, you guys, I'm getting fucking nothing from you here. Have a joke. Laugh, please. It was like the beginning of the first Iron Man film. Just like, all right, good. There we go. We can laugh. Good. And it was just an offhand comment. He's literally made the same joke in the past about Charlotte. And it's just the joke of like, hey, that's a handsome person. They get around a lot. They probably have kids they don't know about. Paige did not like that though. Paige was like, this is if this is what my bu- do,
1: do, I was gonna say, do, do you remember why Paige didn't like I that? I
0: don't think he was thinking about that in the moment, though. I don't think he was thinking of That's
1: that's fine. That's still something that's still something that as the executive of a company, there should be like there's oh, that's right. There's this list of things I can't talk about. Yeah. And one of my employees Already on the shelf and in probably a fragile emotional state. Yeah. (laughs) Who can't have children. Maybe I shouldn't use that joke at that time.
0: Wait, can Paige not have kids? I thought this... No, you jackass! That's why she had a breakdown. Oh my god, I didn't know that part of it. Well, I'ma sit back down over here and just enjoy my humble pie. Because I did not realize this part. But, no, I I, uh, I just thought it was a reference to... And then the to-
1: internet shit all over everything because, uh, because they were like, she told people to, like, suck it up about things. So I was like, that's fine. Um, that doesn't then make you, like, not able to be hurt by things. I don't know if you... I don't think any of you know how, like anything
0: works How anxiety and depression works although apparently Paige's boyfriend came into the mix didn't read what he said but i'm fairly sure he said fuck a lot so that'll just tell you how he feels but yeah
1: people also made fun of him it's this weird thing where like they're just they're telling her to be quiet and sit down and it's i understand part of where they're coming from of like you're being hypocritical But then I also understand that they're being sweaty internet marks, and I hate them.
0: I mean, with me, I I don't think what Tripp said was in a bad place. I think Tripp's was bored out of his mind in a room full of people who were just unresponsive to him. Where he's made a career out of getting people to respond to him, and he finally got it. He finally was like, "I gotta lighten the mood with something. Here's a joke." and uh but he hasn't said it by the way let
1: me double check that that's why but i remember reading that as being part of it
0: yeah i i, I didn't know about that coming into it I, I didn't read about it anywhere but you may be you may be right that that was definitely a really really bad reason and oh no the chat has now sent the twitter of uh Paige's boyfriend i wanted you to pull out like tiny reading glasses and i quote <laughs> no that's anytime cornet tweets that's when i'm like all right let's see what he has to say now oh whatever you just sent me doesn't exist anymore so homeboy oh might have just stone cold deleted it i really i was hoping h it would respond though and be apologetic because i'm fairly sure he's definitely personally apologized to Paige because he was very much speaking with about her in the same terms that he speaks about edge and so he definitely thinks of them on the exact same level it's just he happened to make a joke that didn't work with everybody
1: oh no no wait hold on oh that's right she had a miscarriage i think that was it
0: oh okay so it's not a full and also you know there was that sex tape a couple years ago (laughs) Oh yeah, that other thing. That's the only reason I so can see. Maybe that's why you don't want
1: legitimately your boss joking about it. Like that's that's why you don't want that, because you literally have like you remember how that whole thing with Del Rio happened
0: as a result of that video? You maybe th- there's some like There's a lot a lot of stuff happened there, trips. She's not the one you need to joke about, but I
1: Yeah, we'll just take out that bit where I was completely wrong, okay? <laughs>
0: just just cut that it's okay it's okay um but i will say for the first time since actually no 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 the the week rio won the championship i was more interested in NXT than AEW but AEW is now is now once again losing because the fucking time splitters are coming to NXT like
1: motherfucker motherfucker were you even watching for any of when the time splitters actually were together
0: yeah, like not not Actively, but like enough to like if because they, they had matches with like the Bucks and shit, so I would watch for that, and that was it. <laughs> that was about it. But like, I I knew of them, and I've always loved Kashida because I love Back to the Future, and so the minute they announced that, I was first like, wait, had they signed Alex Shelley? Wait, when did they sign Alex Shelley? And then I looked it up, and they're like, no, 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 this is this is his debut. It's coming in as half of the Time Splitters, and I'm like, okay. I can fuck with that. That's cool. My biggest
1: criticism of Kushida is that he doesn't have a personality outside of I really like Back to the Future.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's all I need. I don't know what you need, but okay. I don't like, like, like depth of personality. That, that de- That's a deep personality. He likes the first one, the second one. Also, a uh, screen cap of what uh, Ronnie pages, uh, Boyfriend tweeted, Hey, WWE, you should be embarrassed and ashamed of yourselves for letting someone like Triple H run your company and publicly disrespect one of your divas. Well, (laughs) kind of just did it because she's not a diva anymore. Biased or not, I hate watching her cry over you. Hasn't she been through enough? And I understand that. I don't think he was attempting to disrespect her, and I kind of, I don't, I want to say give him a pass, but I give him a pass. Also, they did... (laughs) <laughs> um the next image does involve a headline reading ronnie radke creates joke out of 9-11 on instagram so i mean he's not in the same position as Triple H, so it's not r- fair to compare it but but still that's rough yeah but
1: if we start talking jokes then we have to start getting into the daniel like uh the Jimmy Carr argument, not Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy Carr argument of like, when is a joke like offensive? And the, then we have to start having that debate. And the main thing is that somebody's boss made fun of them. Somebody they personally knew, like, and were semi close with. And that's part of where this comes from. On the internet, when you tell somebody, Hey, suck it up. It's a lot different than if you, t- if I told you and you were in a bad
0: spot. Yeah. Like something like that. That would be really shitty. Yeah. Damn, I was, expect, I was expecting New Japan Boy to get a lot more out of the fucking time splitters, but you're like, yeah, it's okay. They like Back to the Future. That's cool, I guess.
1: You need to understand, like, they were, they're really good wrestlers, but as a team,
0: they're doing most of <clears throat> the machine guns moveset. You know that, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Ba- basically, WWE was like, let's bring in the machine guns for this. Well, you mean? one Didn't, uh, oh, fuck, I, cannot, I can't believe I can't remember his name, but didn't he retire? Chris... Chris Sabin retired. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what, it, they're like, let's bring in the machine guns. Sabin retired. Fuck, okay, um, time splitters, I guess, is close enough, let's do this.
1: Dude, if they could get Al- Alex Kozlov to uh, to come back to reform forever hooligans, that would be it for me.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I could see that.
1: Where he does the, like, the Russian, like, the Russian, like, dance, but he kicks people in the head, ah,
0: marked for that spot so hard i like you've got that that you mark for of a guy dancing while kicking people and my version of that is dan house playing tequila and then <laughs> str- nobody got it either you could you could tell at the end people kind of did when he yelled tequila and like oh is that what he was doing for the last minute yeah exactly because like at an indie show he'll play like the song will actually play over the common he'll be dancing to it and then kick appropriately But he instead just had to get on the apron and be like, Man, I love Dan Housen so much. He's. He is my—he's my favorite because he's essentially taken the piss out of all the creepy indie wrestlers, the indie wrestlers who are like, "I'm the dark one and I'm the evil Gazi." Basically, he's taking the piss out of them and being like, "What if instead you were just like full on 1930s evil villain?" And the, like, it's so good. Like, that's the reason I'm willing to stay up until midnight to do WrestleMania WrestleMania weekend. You guys might just leave and have to pick me up at a hotel room the following day, but I'm still gonna do it. I don't care. And if I can afford to get there, the only way... We'll be through our lovely patrons at patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's a website where you can go and support the BS boys and more importantly, the fight boys. And you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week like that absolute son of a bitch, Gazi and Eric Fulmer. And you get access to exclusive shows that can be found nowhere else like Wrestling History X. The first episode of it dropped last Wednesday. If you're listening on iTunes, there's a preview of it already in your RSS feed for you guys to check out. I talk about the summer of punk. I get way too passionate, and it's really, really good. I, I'm more proud of that than the majority of work I do for JWF. So you guys need to check that out by donating at Patreon.com/slash a load of BS. Now, Dylan, who we I still need to I, st-
1: I still need to take the time to to watch the stuff for that thing I'm gonna do. Oh
0: yeah, the Kenny
1: Omega. Yeah, I've been busy, and then every time I just, I forget about it. Like, I straight
0: forget. Yeah. I'm reading a book right now about how to be an effective boss, and I'm like, how do I incorporate this to get Dylan to do the fucking Kenny Omega thing? <laughs> it's all I need. <laughs> There's no chance. I feel like that isn't actually, because you
1: haven't talked to me about it once. No, no, so- I'm
0: waiting. I'm waiting to implement it. I have to read the whole book. There's not a section <laughs> on Kenny Omega yet. <laughs> You
1: fool, it's at the end, of course.
0: <laughs> Look at the index under O for Omega. No, it's Omega, so it'll be at the end. God damn it, <laughs> Scotty. But who are we tweeting this week? Who who must we pester? Because at this point I've got so well, we should we should we should tweet Chris Statlander. Oh fuck yeah, I'm down with that. Cause I've already got so many Twitter things going on between trying to go to Disneyland with the rock and also kicking hold, DDP's ass. Hold on, hold ass. on. Let's,
1: let's let's re- let's re- redo this. Failing to get the rock. <laughs> the rock is actively ignoring
0: you. It's like Chuck Taylor
1: on steroids.
0: Literally. Also, I might be kicking DDP's ass in the future, and it's going well so far, baby. Now you, what are you, what are you uh, up two pounds? Oh yeah, uh, two pounds of pure muscle. I didn't know bullshit counted as muscle. <laughs> Okay, so Statlander, what do we need to tweet her? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> You're like, I know this is my bit and everything, but like, fuck it. I don't, dude. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Enjoy the
1: intergalactic lights in Miami. I don't fucking. Yeah, I don't fuck it. Fuck, hey, go come out of. You this... normally just start winging it without me saying anything. I don't
0: have anything this week. I mean, if you were like, hey, Chuck Taylor, fucking Razor Ramon, somebody into the swimming pool at Bash in the Beach, I'd be able to get that. Dear statlander your move set is out of this world <laughs> there we go hashtag space watch hashtag follow us please
1: uh instead of space watch it's hashtag galaxy's greatest alien you have to incorporate it
0: oh yeah hashtag gra- galaxy's greatest alien hashtag space watch hashtag please follow us um so now Dylan. Let's get into heels and baby faces and we might actually get this done in a normal time today because we don't have 3 people doing it. Do we want to start with the good or the bad? Um,
1: let's start with the let's let's start with the bad. Do you want to start with the bad? I'm willing start to start with
0: the, with the bad and I I'll do mine first cuz it's a situation I'm I know about but not enough to go fully into it but <sighs> she was the chosen one she was the one destined to lead the female revolution not destroy it fucking tessa blanchard the day of hard to kill the day of her title win over sammy callahan day before day, well day before it bled into tweeted something about like hey i hey we need to support each other us in women's wrestling we need to go together we need to work together At which point, was it Chelsea? Was it Chelsea who responded and was like, it's real funny what coming from you after you fucking bullied me all those years ago? And then it just kept... No, no, no. The person who,
1: who, you mean the the person that allegedly she called the N-word? No,
0: no, no. The person who, first person who responded was like Chelsea, I think. And then, then that came out. Because I was like, ah, she's a bully. I kind of get it from how she is as a person. I understand that. And then then
1: Sienna, and then they were like, this is why you can't get booked in Japan.
0: The hilarious part about
1: that incident is that later on, like, that person made a video where they were like, hey, listen, Uh, it's very unfortunate that these things happened. I use it as a learning experience. Tessa and I worked it out in private. Yeah. Moving on. And, like, the internet couldn't accept that part. They're like, she still said the N-word. No, 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 yeah, cancel culture fully kicked in.
0: Yeah. I really my favorite person who spoke out about this is is Tommy Tommy Dreamer because oh God. Tommy was very no no because no, like Tommy's been in the business for so fucking long that he's like I know I can't just be like no she didn't say this because I don't know anything about it instead uh, let's see where it is. Uh, I know that she used to date a famous wrestler that is African-American, and I know that she is currently engaged to Daga, who is a Mexican. I do not feel that she is racist. I could 99.9% say that Tessa has never shown... Okay, let me also explain to you that when I first met Tessa, a lot of people had said, Hey, watch this girl. Hey, do this, do that. And told me some things about her. I formulate my opinion about somebody from how they treat me. I also understand that people treat me differently because either because I'm Tommy Dreamer or because I'm helping out behind the scenes. I formulate my opinion on how somebody treats me and acts around me. I remember one time she comes up to me and says... I don't think you like me, and I said I don't even know you. <laughs> Let me get to know you, and she goes, "Fair enough." So Tommy was very much like, "I think she's a good person, but I understand that some things might have been happening." Yeah, which I, fe- I asked,
1: I asked one hundred percent what this is like. So does t- Tessa become your like heel and baby face of the week at the same time because she she becomes the first like. Also, have you noticed that every female wrestler that becomes the the champion of a male-dominated promotion is called a piece of shit by other wrestlers? Like, you you know that? Like, Kimberly had that whole thing, and then Sexy Star's a piece of shit, and then, like, now this is happening.
0: Hold on, didn't Sexy Star break someone's arm, though? Correct.
1: She was a piece of shit.
0: I said she was a piece of shit. Oh, okay. I thought you meant that people would call them pieces of shit. I'm like, no, they. Just- no, 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 no. Sexy star is a piece of shit. Yeah. Kimberly just had dr-
1: drinking and like fell off the wagon so hard, and then now Tessa's like, "Hey, you're fucking like c-word," and like, yeah. It's really weird because all this happened a while. You remember, like, years ago. Like, the three years ago, when she was in the May Young, and then th- we heard all these things about her attitude. And, like, it appears, over the course of that, that, like, that had all died down. And that nobody really said that about her anymore. And then people were like, hey, three years ago, and I wanted to be like, I knew she was a bitch back then. Yeah. Like, it was all I would read about her. I doubted her heavily for the two years prior to this year. Exclusively because it's of like that. It's
0: like she's a very, very great wrestler. And unfortunately, that allows people to excuse some bullshit. But then it led to a point where it's like, oh, now she's also going to be the one carrying this brand, and that's when people were like, okay, wait, hold on, no, 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 we can't go that far, can't go that you guys need to hear this before you make this decision. They had already made the decision, they couldn't
1: cancel it at the last minute, they've been building it for months. Yeah, you couldn't like... Their fe- Their feeling, which is the correct feeling, is that people will forget Because guess what? You remember how everybody hated Rich Swan about a year and a half ago? Oh,
0: yeah. Meanwhile. Yeah. Meanwhile, that uh, GCW earlier this year, all of us were all night long, all night, all night as he's running around the ring doing his entrance. And like, I remember (laughs) like an out of body experience seeing myself singing it and being like, wasn't this guy a piece of shit like a fucking year ago? What's going on? It was that thing
1: where, like, it came out later that, um like, the whole thing, like, like they, like, he and the like, the person they were dating yeah. had resolved it, and that things were
0: fine, and everybody was like, well, no, this incident happened,
1: and I was like, were you
0: there? Yeah, and it, it might be over now. My thing with it, though, I I don't think Tessa handled it as well, because it, it came well, out. Well, no, that's, well, no, you, we also don't know what Impact told her to do. Oh, yeah. Because Tessa heard it and was straight up like I didn't do that. That wasn't me. And I'm like, okay, I, that's probably not your best move right now. If it happened, it happened. Just say it and be like, I learned and I moved on. But yeah, Tessa, unfortunately, she's not my baby face of the week as much as I wish she was. But let's uh, let's move on. You were really, you were really looking forward to this. You were right. Like- <laughs> and then it.
1: So close! It's like fumbling on the one-yard line. Yeah,
0: it all got ruined at the last minute. But that's my heel of the week. What is yours, Dylan? Uh, mine's the Nightmare Collective.
1: Because God damn it, if there's one thing in AEW that has like I've just gotten sick of completely, it's Brandy Rhodes. Uh, Brandy Rhodes
0: and just whatever she's involved with. The- like it's the only thing they have going for them is the best thing that was in the second or it was in the uh, Straight Edge Society, and that's a bu- that's a girl, a hot girl with a shaved head. That's the only good. That's, really that's, <laughs> that's really it. That's really it. Mel is the best part of that. Yeah. No, I keep looking at
1: her. I was like, where did they find like a six two like chick that was willing to shave her yeah, head?
0: I will. <sighs> I do want to, and I don't want to say I told you so, but I do want to go back to the first time that this happened, and you are like, give it time! Give it time before you say any shit about it, and I'm like, okay, Dylan, I'll give it time. I did, and it's fucking bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like- I thought, listen, listen, I thought that the same thing they used to, like, fix the dark order and everything would come in here- Like, you have to admit, everything else that was kind of bad then has been corrected, except this.
0: Oh, man, I don't know. Did you listen to her on commentary? Any of Brandy doing commentary? No, thank God. The only bit to come out of it that anybody cared about is she referred to Excalibur as Exhibit. And the internet fucking loved it. And by internet, I mean the people who follow Brandy and that Brandy likes, because she retweeted like 50 memes where people took like, pimp my ride, but put Excalibur's mask over Exhibit's face. And I'm like, okay. And then what? What? there was some move that someone was doing. I think it was like, a, it was a suplex, but it- It was something, but it was holding someone up to do a suplex and then doing a delay. And she's like, why would you delay it? Just hit him. Just finish the match. It doesn't make sense. And I'm like, Excalibur, that's the point where you tell her it causes the blood to rush to the head and then discombobulates them on the way down so they're dizzier. Nope. Silence. Because Brandy would not stop fucking talking. It was obnoxious.
1: Correct. And he, and then she had to have the awkward conversation with her husband, where her husband was like, Hey, listen, that
0: was bad. That was all real bad, babe. Sorry. I'm, I'm really
1: hoping that the Nightmare Collective just kind of gets broken up by Statlander. Yeah. And, like, Sheeta. And, like, I just want Kong and Mel to be a thing, where they just, like, have each other's back. Because there's no alliances among the women's division, which is really weird. I mean, like, there's the... There's like 18 alliances in the men's division.
0: And f- and 15 of them are spooky. <laughs> the majority of AEW teams are all spooky boys. In fact, my... F- That's just two. Well, somebody tweet... No, hold on. It was, I think there's a third, isn't there? Dark Order, Nightmare Collective, um, Butcher Bunny and Blade... <laughs> um someone earlier today tweeted out i really hope they have a swimming pool at Bash in the beach but also i don't because then their next stable of a bunch of fishmen are gonna come out of it
1: that's why i want nightmare collective to go away because like then it's just two and then they're complete polar opposites there's this weird cult and then there's like these legit like the hills have eyes meets like Peaky Peaky Blinders, almost. <laughs> yeah, Peaky Blinders, like, meets a Western. Yeah. Like, all that comes together. And I'm totally cool with that. Allie's never been more interesting than right now. And it's not just the tight leather pants.
0: <laughs> I was about to say, I know where you're going with this. I do. Uh, yeah.
1: No, no, no. Her Actual character is Like, I remember, I vaguely remember Spiteful Allie from TNA. And I was like, oh my god, I forgot you could do this. Yeah. Where has this been? I,
0: I mean honestly i think nightmare collective wouldn't be bad if you just took brandy out of it because brandy might be the worst part of it because just having kong is is brandy is brandy the worst part of the roster oh no i think i think you're right i think brandy's the worst. because at first i was like what about the librarians oh wait a minute no they're the fucking greatest they're adopting the fact that they have a bad gimmick and just running with it and it's worked because now they've
1: they are now they're you they they split it off. They made Leva face. They made Peter heel, and like now they're fighting basically. They're bickering, yeah. and it becomes like a weird brother sister thing. It's fine, people. Whatever.
0: I'm like, yeah, I think it's Brandy. Because I was like, maybe QT. No QT. Fucking killed it a couple of weeks ago. I got no clue. QT's QT's like main event tomorrow, yeah. bro. Come on. <laughs> I'm super excited about that, not just to see DDP get his ass kicked in my eternal vengeance to kick his ass. But, uh, yeah, no, no, they're... They're the worst. Yeah, but now let's get into things that was quite the opposite of the worst. Our baby faces of the week, would you like to go first, or...? Yeah, because on the opposite end of how bad the Nightmare
1: Collective is, the rest of the AEW women's roster, rotating as it may be, is fucking amazing. Right? Fucking... (laughs) Shanna, Shanna, like, tackled Nyla Rose through a table while wearing Goku-inspired gear. Like, Big Swole shows up. She hasn't been on TV as much. I miss Big Swole.
0: I love Big Swole.
1: That was the first... Big Swole's awesome. Sheeta's fucking amazing. And Nyla's, like, destroying things. Riho's pulling this weird act of, like, being the tiniest.
0: I was waiting for you to be like, Sheeta is amazing. Nyla's powerful. Britt Baker is fucking there. You can't doubt that. (laughs) I left her out
1: on purpose. (laughs) I don't know why I just don't like her.
0: No, because it's the same with me. And you know with me, I, I came into this loving Britt Baker. And then as it went on, I'm like, maybe Britt's just not good. Maybe Britt's not that. Maybe once she turns heel, maybe she's one with like the WWE disease. Once she goes heel she'll go super bad and it'll be great. So I, I
1: don't know. So so here's the here's the thing. Um all of my problems with her just come from her her move set and like her mannerisms and I don't think being heels is going to change that because she already kind of acts bitchy.
0: I do like the her, her finisher. I do like the, like... Open wide? The open wide, yeah. The, the hand in the mouth at the last minute being what finally sends them over the edge. It adds, like, an extra ounce of, like, excitement at the end of the match of can she put her hand in that other person's mouth? I will say, the biggest pop in the world will go whenever they have, like, a crazy girl who bites the hand as it goes in and then blood starts pouring out or some shit like that. That's gonna get like it. A- you mean Statlander? I-, I guess Statlander could do it. I mean, I was thinking either her or um. Oh, God, fuck. What's her name? The kind of goth girl they had. B Priestley? B Priestley. B Priestley. Could've... Yeah, no, because B already lost to it. Yeah, I know. But then she learned, like, what if I just fucking bit down? If I bit <laughs> down, it would have happened. um But now, on to my baby face of the week, which is something that if you'd asked me two days ago, I would have said, and you just said, this will be in this segment. I'd be like, oh, that's the heel of the week. Because it's the dumbest fucking idea on the planet. And it is the fist fight that happened at the end of Raw, which on paper was the worst thing in existence. Number one, very little fists were used. Not much fist fighting happened during this. In fact, Kevin and Samoa Joe ran out to help Big Show with Kendo Stick, (laughs) Just being like, all right, I got him. And I'm like, that's not that's not the base of it. And then it's also like, oh, it's a last man standing match, I guess. Or is it... So it was all very, very confusing. But it had amazing shit happen. It had Kevin Owens fucking running up the Titan-tron like he's in the fucking Hardcore Matrix. parkour! Hardcore parkour! <laughs> and then doing Beat that, John ball. Morrison! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that... It was... Everything that happened was good. It just didn't make a lot of sense. But my favorite moment of the whole thing was... The match before that was Buddy Murphy versus Alistair. And the whole thing is Buddy Murphy being like, how do I beat him? I've got to beat him. I've got to find some way to beat this tattooed fuck. And then he loses again. And you just, it it cuts to commercial with Buddy against the guardrail, just staring forward like, what the fuck do I do? How do I beat him? How do I beat him? Then halfway through the match, Seth gets thrown to the outside, and Buddy's just still there. As if no one came over and was like, hey, you've got to go to the back.
1: Oh, no, no. Charlie, like Charlie came up to him in certain interview, he's like, not now, Charlie. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Charlie, please not now. And so he just stays there in place, and then finally Seth goes, hey, fucking come help us. Come help us, please. Come help us. And then two minutes later bam hits big show right in the dick takes him out and that was the only way this could have went off the air with me caring about this at all because seth in the aop makes no sense but if you start adding buddy murphy it almost becomes like the inner circle where separate they don't make sense together, but they do once it actually happens. So I feel like if Seth can build... They have, to,
1: they have to recruit one more. It has to be five. Yeah,
0: they have to recruit one more. Otherwise, it looks a little bit weird. Although, apparently, the babyface side is getting Ray, But it, I know it's not Survivor Series. It's the Royal Rumble. But five on five seems like the best way to do this. And have Seth keep running wild with whatever he calls his fucking flock of followers behind him. But I-, I know the thing is, is that like, I just, it was, it's so much better if it's
1: for me if it, when it's just Joe and KO, Oh yeah! like the more people they add, it's like, and Big Show and Rey Mysterio and probably Alistair Black. And I was like, I don't want the last three fifths of this. Yeah. I just liked KO and Samoa Joe together why couldn't we stop there can they face the Viking Raiders I don't want the Viking Raiders to be beating up jobbers anymore yeah
0: I don't I could just let them fight anybody please Eric Rowan have them rip open the cage and reveal that it's been nothing but Bunnicula, the bunny Dracula the whole <laughs> time
1: <laughs> this summer two men save the world from who you
2: ask Everything invading Robo penises This show Is
0: not about Those two men (laughs) This show's just a load Of BS The show are Blake Tanner And Scotty Moore Make up dumbass movies like that We're your personal think tank We're your two White guys which fills the quota For Mm -hmm. a podcast I think (laughs) And we're just going to be here to have a good time
2: and talk about sauerkraut.
0: That's right. Except no substitutes, ladies and gentlemen, because this is that pure, uncut Yes.
2: <laughs> good, good, uncut.
0: Well, Dylan, we've talked WWE, we've talked AEW, but there's one company we've yet to talk about. And I think it's important people hear about it as we go over. To the JWF for another episode of JWF Monday Night Walk. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF Monday Night War. I am your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by a man who's been known to rumble in the jungle. It is Captain Tams. I love the jungle and rumbles. That's right, Tibbs, and we are on the road to one of the biggest rumbles in the entire JWF year, the JWF Regal Rumble Pay-Per-View, which is, of course, headlined by the Regal Rumble match. 20 men into the ring, but only one man can survive. But if he does, he gets the ultimate prize,
2: Tibbs. That's right, Sills. A shot at the JWF
0: Championship. At none other than Wrestlepalooza, the biggest shindig of the year. Let me tell you something. If we're on the road to Wrestlepalooza, I mean, putting to doing the Regal Rumble is putting your foot down on that gas pedal. I'll tell you that right
2: now. That's right, Sills. But the road to Wrestlepalooza is gonna go through a jungle that you gotta rumble in. That's the that's the fun. That's the bit.
0: I wait. Okay, that's I, okay. That's the thing, Tibbs. But, Tims, I want to talk to, you, talk to you about something that's been happening in the past, and it is the disintegration of one of the biggest tag teams we've had here in the JWF, the team known as the Rat Ascension, Rat Boy Connor, and Victor. Of course, this all started a few months back during an amazing ladder match, where, of course, the winner would get an opportunity to face our champion, Momoa Curry. And it seemed like Victor won half of the Ascension, and Rat Ascension, pardon me, had won that match. But Connor, his tag team partner, climbed that ladder, tossed him from the top, and took the opportunity for himself. And it's only been downhill from there, Tibbs. I know,
2: so You gotta think that Connor's just gotta let this go eventually. Let Victor go on his own way. Victor,
0: that Kiwi from Middle Earth, he's just gonna go places if they let him. That's right, Tibbs. And he is actually in our ring right now. And I think he's gotten sick and tired with this entire Ratboy Connor situation. Let's hear what Victor's got to say.
2: You know, I thought that leaving Connor would be the best thing I could do. thought it would save me from the constant annoyances and the pain of being forced to team with a buffoon. It would save me from being held back, you see. But as we found out last week, apparently it doesn't matter if I team with Connor or if I'm fighting him. He's gonna find a way to hold me back from what I deserve. I don't blame him, honestly. I don't blame him for being jealous and wishing that the JWF universe treated him the same way they treated me. But you see, Connor, Connor, the JWF universe doesn't love me because i'm victor they love me because of what i represent i represent hard work i represent dedication i represent everything that makes a mockery of every time you step in the ring so uh, why don't we settle this whole thing once and for all in a match at the regal rumble all right you'll finally get the opportunity to show these people That you're the corner I once knew. You're the man that worked hard. The man that fought for what he wanted. The man that used to be the man that was my brother. What do you say?
0: Oh, well, Tibbs, I don't know. I mean, this is a very big offer Victor's making here. It's It's a big match at the Regal Rumble, and you gotta think... Connor's in the Regal Rumble match, as is Victor. I mean, as he referenced last week, they were in a match to determine who would get the second win. Their brawling led to both of them being DQ'd from that match. Honestly, Selves, it's more than Connor deserves. Victor shouldn't be giving him the time of day at a pay-per-view this important. That's right, Tibbs, but there it is, the music of Rap Boy Connor, and he is coming out. And let me tell you something, I mean, Connor almost seems excited, he seems happy about the idea, he is smiling, and I mean, I I wasn't expecting this out of the Rap Boy.
2: Not at all, Sills, he looks almost excited to be doing this. Well, let's
0: hear what he's got to say. Oh, Victor, my man, that was certainly a sweet little message to all these idiots out here. But you see, the truth is, you've been wrong from the very beginning, my man. You wanna talk about how I don't wanna work hard, I don't fight like I wanna win, but the truth is, I don't care about working hard because I don't need to. When I walk into a building, it don't matter if I worked out that morning, it don't matter if I won my last match, it don't matter if I pay my rent on time. All that matters is that Connor is there and that Connor is a star. You see, Victor, that's the difference between you and me, baby. The difference between me and these inbred hillbillies out here. You see, you all have to work to get to where you wanna be. But I can just give a little wink and a smile and the rap boy gets what the rap boy wants. Because I am a star and you're not. You see, you want to talk about my ego. Talk about me being jealous. When in reality, you've been jealous of me since day one. And why is that, huh? Because I'm the star and you're not. But if you want to end this, if you want to show these people who the real star of the rap sentient was, I'd be more than glad to beat your ass up and down this arena at the Regal Rumble just to prove to you the fact that's been haunting you and your little brain since day one. And that's the fact that the Rat Boy is a star. Can we cut him off? Can we just cut the mic? I don't know, Tibbs, but it looks like the Rat Boy... The rat boy is, he's made the ultimatum. He, he's, it's, it's honestly a battle of egos at this point because, in my opinion, I think he's right. Victor has definitely acted a little bit jealous of Connor in the past. Connor coming out with his flashy outfits, with his rave butter, with all of this chaos. Meanwhile, Victor just kind of walks to the ring, not much of a reception from the crowd. So, you got to think there's been some animosity growing there.
2: Of course, Sills, but Victor wants to go on his own way now. He wants to show the people what he can do. He wants to Connor is still making that noise in the ring even though he turned his mic off.
0: Yeah, Tibbs, it's not a pleasant noise for people to hear, but he is definitely still going, Tibbs. And speaking of people who are going to keep going, let's talk about everybody going into this Regal Rumble match. We got people like like the King of Flavortown, Guy Fieri, like your son, Chuck Tibbs, like the man who won the uh, second wind opportunity last week, the man known as Sam Adams.
2: Sam Adams, of course, winning... Not not my, not my first choice, Sills. It did outlast uh, my favorite two people in the company. One may or may not be my son.
0: <sighs> That's right, Tibbs. But, of course, that second win opportunity gives Sam Adams the opportunity to enter the Rumble match twice. If he gets eliminated early on, he can come back later, try again. I mean, in the past, we've seen this yield major results. For the superstars who have gotten it, and I think if anybody could take the best advantage, it's Sam Adams. Well, of course, still because Sam Adams has a damn team behind him. What's it gonna take? Spider-fucking Lockhart coming out, distracting somebody, getting them flipped over the ropes? Goddamn Spider-Lockhart. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean... Sam Adams, he has got not only Spider Lockhart, as you mentioned, but also the former JXT champion, Houston Longhorn, joining him. They've formed a team known as the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys. But you got to think, they've not only been looking after the Regal Rumble win, they've also been looking after the JXT Tag Team titles, assaulting our champions in recent weeks. I mean, they've taken out the Hammer Man. They've beaten down Griffin Clouds and Justin Clouds more times than I can think. Of
2: course, Sills, they've got an agenda, and they're just going to disrupt the show until they get a shot at it, and it's really pissing me off because it's affecting my booking.
0: That's right, Tibbs, but we have actually got one half of the tag team champions, Griffin Clouds, one half of the VWO backstage with one of our top interviewers, and I think he's got a message for the wild eyed Southern Boys. Let's have a listen.
2: Hello, everybody. Honeypot McVape Lord Cloudblower the here, with the men known as the VWO. Now boys, in recent weeks, you've been constantly taunted by the newly formed tag team of Houston Longhorn and Sam Adams. The wild-eyed southern boys and their new manager, Spider Lockhart. <coughs> it's clear to me and everybody in the JWF universe that these attacks aren't coming for nothing. They clearly want a shot at your JWF tag team titles. How do you respond to this? Why don't people just ask anymore, Honey Pot, my boy? Honey Boy, my pot, come here, buddy. I mean, honestly, why can't anyone just try and ask for a title shot? Uh, it'd certainly be a lot easier than this whole song and dance all of these boys are leading us down. A whole lot less. Racked heads and a whole lot less broken limbs. You see, when we won these titles from the dynasty, we told the JWF universe the truth. We told them that we were going to be making the tag team division something worth seeing again. We told them that we would take on any team at any time. Whether that be main roster team, or even teams from JXT. Whoever wanted to fight us, we'd fight anyone. Why didn't they just ask? Why did they decide to attack me, my brothers, and my whole family? Come on, guys, it's so simple. Oh wait, I'll tell you why. They're scared. The wild-eyed southern boys are scared to face us two-on-two at 100%. They're trying to break us before we even make it to the regal rumble. They're trying to wear us down physically, mentally, and even emotionally. Only problem with that is the VWO cannot be broken. Even when we try to destroy ourselves from within, we only come back stronger. History has proven that time and again, hasn't it, honey boy? But if Sam Adams and his little band of misfits really want to take this to the next level, why don't we just do that? Why don't we just get a space to play in? Come on, boys! You want a title shot? You got it! But the fact of the matter is, we won't give these titles up willingly. You're gonna have to break us and beat us down and pry these titles from our cold, dead, damn fingers. And we'll give them exactly the opportunity when we face them at the Regal Rumble. In a back alley street fight, can I get a yes sir vape master
0: general? Oh, my God, Tibbs, an amazing announcement for the Regal Rumble. We have got a street fight coming to you live at the Regal Rumble as the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys take on the VWO. But, Tibbs, i got to ask you, in the past, we've seen Sam Adams. We know that him and Spider Lockhart, they used to like to go out to the bars, see how many of the men they could take down in a bar fight. I don't know if this is the wisest move for the VWO to offer this to them. Well,
2: that has been so... If there's one thing I love about a street fight, it's the leather jackets and the down-and-dirty attitude. And I think the VWO is ready to bring that. So, Sam Adams, Spider Spiderlock, they can bring all their bar brawling nonsense they want to,
0: but they're just going to have to fight through the cloud. That's right, Tims. It's going to be an absolutely amazing match the VWO have been putting on classics lately. But I want to transition to something that I'll be honest, I I don't know if you want to talk about it. If you need me to stop, I can. But last week, your son Chuck was violently assaulted by the Lumberjack, the known associate of Felix Ball. Felix Ball coming out and saying that these assaults on your son, that this violence would not end until you gave Felix what he wanted, what he deserved. And I got to know, what the hell does he want? Well, Sills... It's a really,
2: really complicated matter. And I've I've been thinking about that. I've honestly been thinking about that a lot. And I think I know more than anything what Felix fucking Ball, that complete total asshole, wants. What he would be willing to hurt my family, my friends, my hammer man to get. And you know what? I'm going to let Felix Ball sweat it another week. I'm going to respond to his accusations then.
0: Oh, well, it looks like we've got something made for next week, ladies and gentlemen. Captain Tibbs finally responding to Felix Ball, possibly actually giving him what he wants. Who knows, but you're going to have to tune in next week to find that out. But before we get there, we've got to go to our main event of the evening, Tibbs, as our champion, Momoa Curry, takes on one-third of the dynasty, the man known as the Dillon, in a match that was made last week by the leader of the dynasty, Scotty Moore. Of course, we know at the Rumble, Momoa Curry, he's going to be facing off against Blake Tanner, who is, of course, the other third of the Dynasty. So Scotty gave Momoa an ultimatum. If he can beat Dylan tonight, Dylan's banned from ringside. If he can beat Scotty next week, Scotty will be banned from ringside. And I'll be honest, I don't know if this is the smartest move on the half of the Dynasty. I mean, the Dynasty, they've been known for using those numbers games to get the victory. And this is the thing
2: that the Dynasty has got to fight for. They've really got to get the numbers game in because that's all they've been relying on. And you got to think, with the Dylan and Momoa Curry having such a storied history, this is going
0: to hit a personal chord with the Dylan. That's right. And Dylan beginning this match, actually sending his brothers in the Dynasty away from the ring. I mean, Scotty last week, he was preaching that the Dynasty weren't about using numbers to get what they wanted. And I think Dylan wants to prove that tonight. And the Dylan can prove it. He has proven it before, Silves. He wants to win this in a one on one fight, which is what the Dylan is best at. That's right. I mean, let's not forget the Dylan, he beat Momoa in a retirement match. He's the one who ended one of Momoa's longest reigns with the JWF championship. The Dylan, he's had Momoa's number in the past, but I don't know if he's gonna be able to be able to get one over on him tonight. What do you think?
2: We'll just have to see, Sills.
0: This is a new Momoa Curry, but this is a completely different Dylan than from back then. That's right. Momoa watching the dynasty walk up the ramp, almost waving goodbye to them, mocking them. But wait a minute, Dylan! Dylan coming from behind, rolling up Momoa into a pinning predicament. One, two. Oh, and Momoa barely kicking out at two. And let me tell you something, Tibbs. it, it, It... Dylan was just that second faster. If he had just put that extra angle on it, he might have just won right there.
2: I don't know, Sills. I think that was taunting on the part of the Dylan. You know how the Dylan likes to just let his ego get in the way. That was him sending a message to Momoa Curry.
0: That's right. Now Dylan and Momoa circling each other, looking like two lions about to begin, about to lock up. I mean, you can tell Momoa is kicking himself right now for that distraction, nearly costing him the victory. Oh, and now both men into a collar and elbow tie-up, jockeying for position. Momoa ducking behind, grabbing Dylan into a hammerlock, ladies and gentlemen. Holding on to it, trying to wrench the arm. And let me tell you something, if that, if you weaken that arm of the Dylan, he's not going to be able to actually hit that upper dicker maneuver, the move that's won him several matches in the past.
2: Exactly so. You weaken the
0: bicep. You weaken the entire impact of the upper dicker. That's right, but wait a minute. Dylan now reversing it, going around and putting Momoa into a hammer lock of his own. And oh, leveling with a short arm clothesline. And right there, that's the danger of the Dylan, the innovative offense, trapping Momoa's arm into that hammer lock and then doubling down with a clothesline. And let me tell you something that's something that could earn him a victory tonight against the god of the JWF.
2: With his arm still in that lock, as he delivered that clothesline,
0: it could have torn his arm completely asunder, Silves. And now it looks like Dylan is not taking any time, running towards the ropes, and ooh, springboarding off for a beautiful moonsault straight into the ribs of the champ, going for a pin. One, two, ooh, Momoa barely kicking out at two. And let me tell you something, that is the second time Dylan's nearly got a two count, and you gotta think that's weighing on the psyche of Momoa.
2: Exactly. Momoa's gotta get his offense in right here, right now, because the Dylan has the advantage.
0: Uh huh. But Dylan, you can see he's looking frustrated, wanting just that three count to happen, trying to pull Momoa back to his feet. But Momoa, Momoa, looks like he was playing possum, picking Dylan up on his shoulders and leveling him with the Momoan drop. Dylan looking shocked at this outburst of offense from the champ. And now Momoa bouncing off the ropes and nails the Momoan punch. But Tibbs, Dylan, Dylan didn't go down to the punch. Dylan staying up.
2: Oh, the Dylan has. Taking that Momoa he's taken that
0: punch so many times that it just barely phases him anymore. That's right now Momoa bouncing off the ropes trying for a second, but Dylan still staying on his feet. That nearly seven-foot beast of a man refusing to go down. Mamoa trying for one more, but ooh, Dylan ducking it and hitting a beautiful spinning back fist on the champion, sending him straight to the ground. It looks like Dylan trying to adjust his jaw, I mean, he was definitely rocked after those two punches straight to the face. But I gotta know what what's the Dylan thinking he could do next?
2: Uh, the Dylan has got a whole bag of tricks up his sleeve, Sills,
0: and they all involve dick-based fuckery. That's right. That Lord of the Smart Side. All of his focus on Momoa, picking up the champ, trying to secure that victory, maybe going for that upper dicker, possibly total destruction, that neck breaker. But wait a minute. Tims it's the dynasty Blake Tanner coming down to the ring Distracting Shibata He's distracting him He's still avoiding looking at what's going on On the other side of the ring As Scotty Moore slides a steel chair Into the ring for the Dylan. What in the world are these men thinking Tim? Uh,
2: damn it, Sims. They're doing the same thing that they're doing They're trying to ensure victory
0: Through cheating uh-huh now wait wait a minute it actually looks like dylan's upset i mean dylan we know in the past his ego his pride has gotten the best of him and i think he thinks he could have won this on his own picking up the steel chair telling the dynasty to go backstage telling him that he has this handled in tips i'll be honest i think the dylan might be right uh, dylan he's
2: fantastic he knows he can beat Momoa curry he's done it before the, the, this interference by the dynasty
0: is completely distracting him more than it's distracting Momoa Kari. That's right. If he defeats the champ, he wants it to be on his own terms. Dylan with that steel chair turning back into the ring. To- oh my God! A fisherman spear from Momoa who shot up from the mat like nothing, sending that steel chair flying into the waiting ribs of the Dylan. And let me tell you something that might crack the rib right there, Tibbs, as Momoa with that last ditch shot nails the spear, goes for the pinfall. One, two, three. And ladies and gentlemen, it looks like the Dylan is going to be banned from ringside at the Regal Rumble for Blake Tanner's match against Momoa Curry. And you know he's going to be happy about that,
2: Tibbs. Mamoa Curry's happy about it, and I bet the Dynasty are kicking their own asses for trying, trying to mess with the champ
0: and just getting burned. Well, I think the person who's probably the most frustrated at this point has to be the Dylan. I mean, the Dylan, honestly, in my opinion, had that match won. He was getting ready to deliver some total destruction to Momoa, but then the Dynasty came out, interfered, interrupted the match, and it led to that spear straight into a steel chair, and it just took Dylan down. It was too much for him.
2: It was, and now because of Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore, his fellow members of the Dynasty, the Dylan has... An honestly undeserved black spot against his record with Momoa Curry.
0: That's all right, Tibbs. But, of course, speaking of Scotty Moore, let's not forget next week on JWF Monday Night War, he is going to be facing off against Momoa. Another opportunity. Maybe Momoa can get some revenge for what they attempted to do tonight. But, of course, if Scotty wins... Uh, if Scotty wins, he stays ringside if Momoa wins, he's banned but let's not forget the most important part about this whole thing Momoa Curry has never been able to pin or submit Scotty Moore in a JWF ring and you gotta think that's playing on his psyche
2: this is gonna weigh heavily on Momoa Curry of his great run that he has had, the match with Scotty Moore still
0: weighs on him heavily that's right, Tibbs. But of course, in addition to that, we are going to have your announcement, your response to Felix Ball. After Felix has attacked your son, attacked the Hammerman, run run shot on the JWF, next week you're hopefully going to be able to put a stop to it by giving him what he wants. I cannot wait for it, itself. That's all right, Tibbs. But if you want to listen to that, if you want to hear about all that, you're going to have to tune in next time to JWF. Monday Night Walk. Alright, Dylan, it has been one hell of an episode. What did you learn this week?
1: I learned Kiwis sell tickets.
0: (laughs) And I learned that uh, the KO in parkour stands for Kevin Owens. So, Dylan, where can people find you on the internet?
1: Uh, I am on the internet at at Dick and Stormy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you can find Blake Tanner, our normal co-host, on Twitter at Blake A Tanner, and make sure to check out the Dark Room video that is D A R K. R O O M V I D Y A on YouTube to check out Blake and his friends' video game antics and to find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo, S E O T T Y E M O, buy all my books on Amazon and check out all the other BS network programs online at a load of pure BS.com and make sure to go to bit.ly slash fightboys.com. To get access to the Fight Boys YouTube channel, that's where you can find full JWF pay-per-views. You can find episodes of JXT, our developmental territory, a lot of great stuff waiting for you over there on our official YouTube channel
1: uh and thanks
0: to mega for
1: not listening to our podcast so he doesn't know that we've been pirating his song for the better part of six
0: months and that song is of course fighters it was for fighter fest and then we straight stone cold jacked it so <laughs> make sure to go support mega and to support us either on patreon by picking up some merch at merch.loadedpurebs.com or by just leaving us a review on itunes PodChaser, wherever you get your shows it would mean the world to us or, of course, just tell a friend who loves wrestling to check out the Fight Boys. And as always, you can find us at PureBS.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show Statlander, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!